0: Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to live, work, and play. It has everything you could dream of from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle to the people in the community. I wanted to create a podcast that connected the community and inspired everyone to live better. To join this community and stay up to date on all things Palm Harbor, visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com and sign up there to join the locals. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. So Sharon Fekete is back on Palm Harbor Local. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me back.
0: Yeah. Third third time's a charm. I love it. Um, Not that the other episodes weren't good, but um, it's always good to connect with you.
1: Mm -hmm. Ditto.
0: So you are, for anybody that hasn't listened to any of Sharon's previous episodes, one, pause this one, go back and listen to them now. Um, But you're an author, Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and Business. You're an yes. owner, founder of the Dr. Whisperer, mm-hmm. an owner, founder of 13th Ave Media. Yes. And now you're a public speaker.
1: Yes. A keynote speaker. A
0: keynote speaker. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 A keynote speaker. Yeah. It's in- and I actually dissolved the Dr. Whisperer.
0: So oh, did you? New. Okay. Yeah.
1: I quietly do things. I don't, you know, some people yeah. like to make big announcements. Yeah. I just go, you know what? I think I'm going to dissolve this. So I'm a DBA. Like, I'll always be the Dr. Whisperer. Yeah. I have a podcast called The Dr. Whisperer, but I don't go in and restructure medical practices anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we're just speaking.
1: We're just speaking, consulting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it too.
0: You enjoy it much more?
1: If I was to paint my design for my business right now, it would be to do my podcast because I really do enjoy the conversations. They're Mm -hmm. so rich and Mm -hmm. fulfilling. And I'm speaking because then I can help more people instead of one on one. I'd rather reach the masses versus trying to just help one person at a time. Mm -hmm. But if we help one person, it's all worth it.
0: Right. Is that so? Is that where the idea to to start speaking came from? Was to reach more people, make a bigger impact?
1: Well, of course, I did a vision board, Donnie. Doesn't everybody (laughs) do a vision board? Not everybody. At the end of the year? Well, it's very intentional. So the work that I'm doing is very intentional. And at the end of December, it was actually in December 31st, 2022, I did a vision board because it was raining. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll do a vision board. And you've and never done one before? No, I had done one in rehab. So okay. like you said before, if you want to know about the rehab thing, go back to the other episodes. Yeah.
0: Or read the book. Or
1: read the book. Yeah, But um, it's a big thing in the recovery community to okay. do that. So I mean, it was, I'm 51 next month and I was 19, I think the last time I did it. So I just made a vision board of what I wanted. And it was all about speaking about mental health in the workplace. Okay. And it felt very intentional. And so I set the intention and then as a result, that's what happened.
0: Nice. Yeah. So it works.
1: Oh, it works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I have a vision board. I've I've dabbled in it. I say.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Because um, I put mine on my phone actually. Mm. Um, so I can always kind of look at it right yeah. but uh or I took a picture of it right? I created a vision board and then took a picture of my nice. oh, it's on my home screen, whatever but um the visualization part has always been like a, a i think kind of a a challenge, right yeah. it, You just kinda of, kind of find your groove and and do what works best mm-hmm. for you but um but I definitely think they they help
1: well, I wrote a chapter about manifesting, yeah, and I don't just think it works. I know it does. Mm-hmm. But it's a practice. Everything is a practice. Mm -hmm. So, if I really want to be intentional about the work that I'm doing, I have to not only speak it, I have to see it and visualize it. Mm -hmm. So, putting it out on paper and putting images along with it and speaking about it and then doing it. Yeah. I mean, you can't really question that method. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if it's come to fruition. But you have to be intentional about wanting to do it, Mm -hmm. and then you back it up with doing all the work.
0: The work, yeah, (laughs) work, the hard stuff. Yes, yeah. So, um, so I brought you on here, and I when we talked the other day, Mm -hmm. like we, the idea was, you know, I we all know somebody who is is battling some sort of mental health Mm -hmm. struggle, anxiety um, depression, you know, whatever it is, I I feel like everybody knows somebody and whether we know it or not, you know, but, um, so let's start off with, you know, my thought was how do we, how do we interact with those people and, and how do we interact them to, to help them, um, kind of, you know, improve their lives or whatever it is, or kind of, you know, is there anything that we can do to kind of support them and be there for them?
1: Yes. That's, you know, the first answer is yeah. yes. I was asked this morning if if I really thought that there was such a thing as suicide prevention. So why don't we start there? Okay. Because that just happened. Mm-hmm. And I said yes. But along with that very heavy topic, there comes a lot of creating spaces for people to feel comfortable mm. having those kind of conversations. So I believe that everything is preventable, but you have to be able to be vulnerable enough and maybe expose some of your own shortcomings, character defects, um, hard times in your life in order for somebody to feel comfortable to tell you that they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Now, as you can imagine, Donnie, most people don't have a problem telling me that they're struggling, right? Because I've created that by talking about my own life. Yeah. And I think that if more people could consider what that could do for somebody else, it wouldn't be so difficult to not only approach somebody that might be struggling, but for them to come to you and approach you when they are, about yeah. it. Yeah. So to me, there's no other way except to be vulnerable. And I never really thought I was ever going to say that. But in all of the conversations that I've had, there has been one that has been consistent, and that is that people feel safe talking to me. Mm. So why is that? Mm-hmm. And it's only because I've created that vulnerable space for somebody else. And somebody might not have that story like mine. I hope you don't. Right. But you could, um, everybody has had challenges. Right. Everybody. I mean, just the pandemic alone was a challenge. So. How did we feel going through the pandemic? What was that like? You know, was there anybody that you could talk to? Did you feel stress at your job? Did you feel stress about going back to work in an office or a remote? So I think that if you're not willing to speak about something that's challenging, people are not going to feel safe around you. Mm-hmm. So if you're just talking about your successes all the time, Nobody, why would they come to you, you (laughs) You know, and I I try to uh, relate the same thing to when people want me to call, maybe it's a talk or a keynote, something with wellness built into it. Yes, that is the ultimate goal, but that is not why people want to come to a talk if they're struggling or Mm. to have a session with somebody if they're struggling. If you paint it too pretty and you wrap it in a big old luxury bow. Mm. That's not how somebody that's struggling is feeling. So we have to think about the person that is struggling in the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me like, so uh, I have two young girls and in in raising them to try to be, you know, um, emotionally um, intelligent and mm-hmm. and you know, being okay with like feeling their feelings sort of thing. You know my wife is is you know she listens to a couple of different podcasts and that sort of stuff and she shared one with me the other day and they were talking about or it's just like creating that space like where you know it's okay for them to be upset and have feelings and all that kind of stuff like and you're just you're just there to acknowledge that and let them know that you know when you want to talk like we're here for you whenever you're ready Um, So it kind of reminds me of that. And then that transitions to, you know, when they're in their teen years or later on in life that they feel okay, that when they're struggling with something, they feel okay coming back to you and and sharing their thoughts with you.
1: Yeah. And I think that sometimes parents, if we're going to go down that road, which is a good road to be on Mm -hmm. because it's broken sometimes. I think that if the parents don't show that there's going to be challenges and they're always trying to hide things from their kids. About how they grew up. Yeah. They're not going to want to tell you either because they don't think that anything went wrong. They think that you just were, you know, Donnie, the realtor that, you know, is killing it and has a podcast. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, I'll give you an example. My parents used to hire a babysitter when they fought. And my parents to this day, well, my mother especially, Not so much my dad because he's struggling with dementia, but he would say, she would say, When we fought, we used to hire a babysitter. She would tell me that very proudly because she didn't want to fight in front of us. Mm. And although that was very nice, that did not show us what reality is. Right. So reality is arguing. Arguing doesn't mean you don't love somebody. Mm -hmm. Arguing means that you want to get to a resolution. So hiding it isn't always the the best thing to do. It's it's let me show you that it is okay to be upset, angry, happy, joyous, free. Yeah. Let me show you what that looks like instead of just telling. I think that we're at the place now with raising children is such a different ballgame, right? They see so much more now and thank goodness um, they're more uh, encouraged to speak openly about mental health or mm-hmm. understanding what is more important. But I do think that uh, if we don't create that in our own home, don't be surprised. You know, we always hear about how surprised people are when they lose somebody to suicide, especially Mm -hmm. the successful, you know, we talked about this once before. And there's no surprise to me that those people didn't feel safe having that conversation. And so nobody was willing to ask you the question, are you struggling? Mm -hmm. Are you having a hard time? And do you want me to just listen? Or do you want me to help you find a solution?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are two very different questions.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense too, right? And, and like the the family that seems to have it all together, mm-hmm. uh, right? And then one of them doesn't, right? It's they've created that space where everything is perfect. And yeah. and we don't talk
1: about anything if it's not. <laughs> right. Don't, right. Don't tell the neighbors. Yeah. Right. Don't show anybody. Yeah. You still have to show up looking good. And mm-hmm. we do the same thing in business. Yeah. yeah. You know, when there's when there's struggle inside of an office or something bad is happening, why not have an open discussion about it?
0: Where do you think that? where does that come from? Like that, is that just the, you know, the generations before, like that was just kind of the way it was. And, and now there's been a more, you know, because of social media, maybe there's more focus on what people are feeling and kind of going through.
1: Well, I would like to think that there is more going on, Donnie. Yeah. There isn't in in what I have been exposed to. So we talked about this example. In the, in the industry that you're in, I know somebody that knows somebody that died by suicide and then the following Monday they had a client event. So that right there is a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity okay, have the client event, but before you have the client event, you have an opportunity to have a very uncomfortable conversation. Yes, Mm -hmm. I know it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows it better than me, but you will get closer to the people that you work with when you don't pretend things aren't happening. Mm -hmm. I think we're all tired of pretending things aren't happening. You know, we've gone through so much and think about how much we've gone through we just had a hurricane not too long ago. It feels like months ago, but it was just last month, right. not even, yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. But that's how we're we're almost getting programmed as human beings to just the next trauma, the next tragedy, and it's just so overwhelming. On. Just keep going. Yeah.
0: What's up, Palm Harbor? It's your host, Donny Hathaway. If you are looking to stay up to date with all things Palm Harbor, then visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com. Super simple. You can sign up there, join the locals, where I'll be sharing more information on local events, local history, and what's happening in Palm Harbor. You know, I really want to create and add more value to you as a listener for spending your valuable time tuning into my podcast. So join me there. Keep listening, and remember, together we keep Palm Harbor local. Yeah, and that's um, you know you mentioned something too. Something I've been trying to be more intentional about is just being myself like when i post on social media yes right and just not worrying about well i don't like the way that sounded or it didn't come out right Mm -hmm. or or i'm just going to share this thought and if it resonates it resonates if it doesn't it doesn't yeah um it's easier that way too like if you're just if you just stop worrying about what everyone else is thinking right like once i've done that um it's still a work in progress but once i've done that it's just like uh, yeah it's it I feel good and it's done. Right, not to worry about it.
1: And I like to say when somebody talks about what other people are thinking about, is that really nobody's thinking about you? Right. <laughs> we <laughs> think people are thinking about us, yeah. but they're really thinking about themselves. Yeah, you know, which is the craziest part. Yeah, selfish, self-centered, and self-seeking. That's mm-hmm. mostly, unfortunately, the way of the world. And I know a lot of people that are very unselfish and very giving. We just lost Katie McGill from Dress for Success, who was the executive director. Who her whole life was based. On service, but there's not a lot of people out there that really just give, give, and give, and then we talk really well about them when they die, but i we we should be talking better about everybody when they're still here, mm-hmm. and you being more authentic and real just on social media is giving somebody else an opportunity to do that too. Mm-hmm. It's not even like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, what will they think? It's really like, oh, wow, if Donnie can do it, mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. should probably try that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why is it so hard to to be our, ourselves, right? Just just to...
1: <laughs> yeah. Is That's it a like good that, question. That,
0: that <laughs> vulnerability, like just you're afraid of going back to like what other people are going to think and and say, like...
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's very easy to talk about stuff that is a struggle after it's over. mm. It's much more difficult to talk about a struggle when you're in it because then the perception is, oh, no, you know, and what will everybody think? But you've gotten through it and now you want to talk about it way easier than being in it. That's why authentic, real, vulnerable discussions and even posting on social media are that's why the it's such a big attraction. That's why those videos go viral, because those people are literally just in front of a camera, being who they are, mm-hmm. and just letting it all go. That is what everybody wants. And it's amazing how we think, let me make sure everything is right before I say it or do it, where it's the opposite of what people want. Mm-hmm. My own vulnerability has been my greatest asset, but... When I am having a hard time in the middle of crying about something, whatever it might be, whether it be a struggle about my family or what's going on with the world, I don't necessarily want to take a camera out right. and start talking about it, but be sure to know that if you called me and asked me how I was doing at that moment, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. I'm not doing well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah your your journey of of becoming vulnerable to everyone else and and telling your story um how did you come to that like this is what I want to do this is what I'm going to be mm. like what was that process like for you
1: there's so many little things that happen yeah so I won't bore you with all of them <laughs> but I will tell you that as somebody who worked with these professionals I think a lot of people were under this misconception that I myself had not gone through anything because here I was working with, you know, a surgeon and a physician and I was going to all these fancy events. So in, I was dressed and there was makeup on and I was put together. Mm -hmm. And what I was finding when I was especially working within these practices and helping to restructure them, that I had the great advantage of being able to have one-on-ones with the staff. So, it was always what I wanted to do go and ask the staff these questions. I would ask them the same five questions I've always asked since I was in my 20s working at New York Medical. And I would ask this one question it was just, How do you like to be rewarded? It's a simple question. Yeah. A very difficult question, <laughs> I find, for people to answer. And maybe you would think, I know that my doctor clients w- thought it was a bad question to ask because they were afraid they would have to give everybody more, more money. Money, yeah. But the truth is that everybody just wanted to be thanked, mm. recognized. Somebody say hello to me. Not point out all the things that are that I did wrong, but maybe point out one of the things that I did right. So when you start hearing that everywhere you go, and it's the same, it doesn't matter. You know, um, I would be asked, you know, we have to create a better culture here. Almost impossible if you are not at the beginning of setting the stage for when somebody walks into your corporation to have these kinds of conversations that are real and vulnerable and mm-hmm. not even vulnerable, but like, what do you want as a human being, as you are working here for my company yeah. and how can we help you get to where you want to go? Those things don't always happen. Um, so what what I'm trying to get to here, I have no idea, Donnie, <laughs> you're, you're, uh... but why I started to talk about it, I remember now. Yeah. There were a few incidents where a few people in my life as friends in business were losing loved ones to suicide, to overdosing. Mm. And I started to feel like fraud mm. because I had all of this design for living, I call it, this recovery, this, this support that I just said one day, I'm just going to start telling people. Mm. And when I started sharing it, then it was just amplified. There were so many people that were struggling or that had a family member or a sister or brother. And they would come to me and ask me questions. And I thought, you know what, if I really took advantage of the opportunity I have 25 years later, which that's how long I was sober when I wrote the book, to tell that story now, maybe people would see hope in me. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted somebody to know that you could go through really, really hard times. You could rebuild your whole life if you did so much work. Yeah, to get to that place where you could feel good again. So it was a lot of uh, just watching really bad things happening in business that made me understand that the reason that some of these leaders in organizations are maybe yelling at people in the workplace, is not because the employees suck.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: It's because they haven't done their own personal development, mm-hmm. or they haven't done their own healing, and they're just bringing and throwing trauma bombs at everybody it's without even trauma. knowing, you yeah. know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, just a decision to show somebody else hope.
0: Yeah. And that's that's all it is, like being vulnerable, right? It's just yeah. like Hey, we're all in this together. We're going through the same shit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's, let's do it. Yes. What is, um, for the, for, you know, a lot of the people on here, um, are, you know, we're supporting the small business communities. Like obviously, you know, we talk to all the small business owners and stuff. Like if, if there's somebody on here that's listening and be like, man, I need to take a look at my business and, you know, see if I'm creating that culture for, Mm -hmm. Um, to be vulnerable and and to create that space, uh, what's a what's like a, a tip or maybe a starting point or something they can do to to instill in their um, business to create that culture?
1: There's a lot of options. I think one of the best options is to encourage some type of support system for their staff. So whether that's Uh, Thinking about an employee assistance program is always the first one that comes to mind because that's what helped me. Mm -hmm. The literal reason that I am talking to you today is because my father's EAP, employee assistance program, was available. And that person asked me if I was having suicidal thoughts. I was 21. Yes. So full circle, right? Full circle to now. Yeah. So if it wasn't for my father's job, his daughter wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy, right? Right. I love that full circle moment. So, but not every small business can afford an employee assistance program. There's so many things you can do. There's how many apps are out there. Right. Right. But not just an app, but maybe we decide to just have a conversation or we appoint somebody as an ambassador that's in the organization that can get certified. By USF, which is right here in Tampa, cool, about workplace wellness and how to talk about mental health in the workplace. So they go through this course. I've done it myself Mm -hmm. and they could learn how to be better, better advocates for somebody's mental health. So when somebody has their head down or they're not showing up every Monday and they're coming up with another excuse on Monday why they can't come in, that somebody instead of chastising them, maybe they could just ask them if everything's okay. Because it's not, human resources is not built to be a therapist. Right. Human resources is for policies and procedures, and they have their own, you know, they're legal that they have to deal with. It's, a, it's not the same, but human resources could be a part of it if they decided to get some kind of training. It's much more practical than I think most people consider. I'll tell you what does not work. Never talking about mental health mm. does not work. Imagine that. So my brother in New York, he's been at the same company for 16 years. We go through the pandemic. I'm doing all these keynotes. I can't believe that people aren't talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like, what, really? Like nobody's asked you how you're doing yeah. after the pandemic or in it or during it. Or So I asked my brother, different state, right? I said, what's going on there? So when I asked him, what have they done in terms of talking about mental health and he started laughing and i find that's what everybody does what do you mean <laughs> nobody's talking about that here yeah, at work yeah. nobody's asking me how i'm doing and you know i'm never going to tell hr how i'm doing are you kidding what if they write me up what if they put it in my you know folder so there's so much like mm. secrecy and there's so much you know don't talk about that so if we're not talking about it at home yeah. And then we're not talking about it at work. How are we going to normalize the conversation?
0: Yeah. And that's where it starts, right? It starts in the home.
1: Yeah, you hope.
0: And then the leaders that are the leaders of those organizations, yeah. they're talking about their home and then they take it to their, their workplace.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. it's um, And it's slow and, you know, there is right. hope. It's moving in that direction. But it's also if the leaders are struggling themselves it's going to be very difficult for them to think it's okay to bring in some kind of help
0: mhm yeah right right yeah because then they get you know quote unquote exposed at that point right that they're they're struggling yes. too yes what do you what do you think changes it is it just talking about it more or is there something else or is it a combination of both
1: I think it's a combination of both. I think talking about it is probably the best free remedy any employer could implement today. Yeah. If something happens in the world, say there's a mass shooting and you have children that you have to put in school, imagine how comforting it would be if an employer decided that instead of just buying lunch, for the staff that day, which is lovely, Mm -hmm. that they just sat down at the table with everybody Mm -hmm. and said, hey, you know, I just thought I would tell you how I was feeling when I heard about that and keep it short. And before you know it, everybody is sharing something. Mm -hmm. And then it creates that safe, courageous environment for people to talk about it. But if the leader is not doing that, it's It's not going to be good for them, especially in twenty twenty three going into a new year. you know a lot of the younger generations are going to really insist upon having employers that are taking care of people's mental health right encouraging some type of a benefit and maybe having some kind of a support so there's there's so many ways it really just you know chat g p t at employers. What is the best free remedy <laughs> in the state of Florida or whatever state you're in or right here in Palm Harbor to encourage this? There are so many ways to do it, but there has to be somebody willing. Willing is the biggest word. There has to be a willingness in order for people to be brave enough to, I don't know, save somebody's life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because in the workplace, it does matter. You know, some people I think in business are like, well, that's, that's not what we're here for. We're here to do business. Well, we're doing business with human beings.
0: Right. Everything's boiled down to a a relationship, a person. That's it. Yeah.
1: And how they're feeling and how they're doing. Yeah. So when I ask somebody that I work with or that's working for me, how are you? I'm not actually waiting for my opportunity to talk. Right. I'm going to listen to what they have to say.
0: Yeah. And what's crazy too, and I know we've talked about this before, but it's like when you create that space for your employers Mm -hmm. and you create that culture, people, want to come to work and will work harder. Yes. And, and for the leader, they're going to make you more money right at the end of the day. So you want to like, talk
1: about retention.
0: Yeah. There you go. We were just about training employees, right? Like you don't have to worry about that. Cause they're going to stay.
1: Yeah. People are just worried. They're yeah. worried that they're going to lose their job or they're worried. They're just worried in general. This world is not the same. So mm-hmm. why are we keeping everything? so secretive. That's how I feel. Like, why aren't we just, what is so hard about talking about it? That's the question everybody has to ask themselves. Why is it so difficult for me to just communicate the truth? Yeah. What's going to happen to me if I expose some type of vulnerability here? Yeah. Yeah, That I made a mistake. Yeah. I love the opportunity to tell somebody that because I know how it helps somebody. Yeah. So if more people realize how much it helps. My goodness, the changes that we can make. But if you want not only to recruit talent, you know, because there's so many people that won this Bell Seal Award, it is a you can win a it's like a a certification that right. your company is open to talking about mental health in the workplace and this is a safe place. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. Who knew, right? And they have to fill out these really big surveys to to get that seal. It's a huge seal. Now, if you're getting the seal and you're not following through with that, that's that's like saying that you're, you know, open to LGBTQ and not really being that. Mm-hmm. You have to be more than a hashtag today.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, I think that people are getting more hip to that. We really want to have some kind of an open dialogue. And and what does it really look like? And, and for, for kids today, kids, you know, in your 30s. <laughs> Or 40s, nobody's going to stay for 20 years like our parents stayed right. at jobs. Right. Those days are over. Yeah, If you're not going to make these changes, and these changes will keep people. Mm-hmm. They will keep people. Alyssa's been with me for five years. It's not like she's making a ton of money. Right. I mean, she's living a great life, and she's happy. But if happy people working in these places will stay... But if you're not willing to have the conversations, they're going to go. Yep. That's a fact, Jack.
0: That's it. Yeah. Um. Well, always fun chatting with you.
1: Oh, you too. Is there I anything... love what you're doing.
0: Yeah, appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to you want to say on this topic today? And
1: yeah, for maybe just for fun, Donnie.
0: Yeah, just for fun. Just
1: for fun. <laughs> I am doing these keynotes about mental health in the workplace, and. When I sign the contract and then they come back to me and say, we want to change the title because we don't think that mental health is a draw. Mm. Now, that, those are the words that I've heard more than once. I want people to know that that is so insulting, but it is also the biggest problem that we have. Yeah. I can promise you right now those two words, mental and health are not bad words. I'm talking about your health, not even illness. I'm saying mental health. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. If you're having an issue, if you're depressed, if you're having anxiety, if you're having a panic attack, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you're struggling through some mental health issues. Yeah, And I can promise you 90% of the people in your organization are struggling today. So if people don't want to say those two words, there is a bigger problem in your organization and it is the decision makers. So if the top is not willing to have this conversation, I am at this point now, I'm already pretty honest, you know, Donnie, <laughs> this is the problem with me. I'm yeah. pretty, I will go straight to the point. I will start calling it out. I, I don't, it's not worth it anymore to lose somebody Or to know of somebody that I know of right now that you know had a panic attack because they hate their job so much. Mm -hmm. It's not that important, right? Right. You know, everybody should be taking care of their mental health before they're taking care of what's going into their bank account. I get it; it's important, but it's yeah, not more important than our mental health,
0: right? And it's almost like the reason that it's not a big draw at those companies is because they're not open to talking about it
1: because they have a problem, right? Yeah, Yeah, the company does. Yeah, yeah, and they know that. Right. So if they expose it, they're going to be hypocrites. Yeah. Here they are leading a conference, right? And they're going to do this mental health in the workplace. And they have the most toxic environment ever. Yeah. That just when I get the no, I'm like, oh, toxic workplace. Perfect. Got it. Got your number. Crazy. Let's change it to something that makes you feel more comfortable. But I'm still going to talk about it because that's how we normalize it. The, forget about that word stigma. This is like so old. It's So <laughs> 2020. Let's talk about normal conversations now. Yeah. This is very normal. I feel very You feel comfortable, Donnie? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about good stuff. Donnie and I have gotten closer because we've been able to have conversations like this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. what happens yeah. when you could be real with somebody else. Yeah. How refreshing.
0: Yeah. That was like our first conversation. That's what I remember. It was like, yeah. we're just, you know, you're honest and I think that's one of the things you said to me in the beginning was like, I'm just going to tell you like it is and you know, and I appreciate that.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. I wish there were more out there like you.
0: Yeah. There are. Yeah, there are. There
1: are. There actually are. There's a lot of great people that are doing a lot of great things. I don't want this to be so, you know, negative, especially about corporate. There are a lot of great companies doing great things. Absolutely. We just need more.
0: Right. Especially everybody needs to be doing that. That's right. Yeah. 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 100%. Well, thanks again.
1: Thank you, Donnie.
0: Thank you again for listening to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I really hope you got a ton of value out of of today's episode. Now, if you're looking to connect with the guest or just get more information on the episode, then you can check the description below. I'll have all the links in the episode as well as a link back to my website. It's palmharborlocal.com where you can stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast and sign up there to join the locals. Let's get after it this week. And remember together, we keep Palm Harbor Local.